0: Welcome, Fantas, to the season finale of Keenan and Kel Season 1. Uh, and this new episode of Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. My name is Adam. I'm Aaron. And episode 14 of Keenan and Kel uh, is called, uh, what is it? Twizzles Fizzles. <laughs> yes. Bye-bye, Twizzles.
1: <laughs> twizzles is a character, a new character to the show, but one that we're going to get to know very well by the end of this hour.
0: Yes. Uh very as a very brief cameo <laughs> in this in this episode. Yeah, the, uh, we were saying before the show started that uh, this is a real return to form, right? Return to form is a good way
1: to put it. Um it's it's a good way to wrap up season 1 because it it takes the best of Keenan and Kel and it kind of sets us up for next season because it's it's actually funny. <laughs> it's not just like yeah. a forced humor from Keenan and Kel lovers.
0: It's also written by the dream team of, of Dan Schneider, Heath, and David. Heath, David, and
1: Dan. Or, or Ke- is it Keith? Keith. Heath and Keith, right? we got to get them on the show for this uh,
0: <laughs>
1: so we can really pick their
0: brains. about. They're, they're also the team behind a lot of all of that later. Nickelodeon shows like Drinking Josh and uh, Good-, Good Burger the movie. Which, I, I noticed a very good burger moment from this episode. I did, I did as well. <laughs> I think I'm sure we'll get into that. Probably the same one. Yeah. So, okay, first, your uh, Dan Carlin-style intro. If you haven't
1: picked up on it over the past 13 episodes of Season 1, we can say fairly confidently that human beings are an odd bunch of creatures. We're conscious, creative, and intelligent primates who usually display more fumbling bruteness than philosophical charm. We want so desperately, or at least as Plato would describe it, to leave the desolate material world and enter into our truer, spiritual reality, the world of the forms. We have an innate longing for the limitless, an allure to the unknown mysteries of our universe. But we still have to eat and defecate and find mates. Some would say we are trapped by our physical bodies we are surely an odd and interesting species. Throughout this first season, we've discussed the things that make us so odd and interesting and unique among the animal kingdom. From a system of legally judging each other's actions, to technological advancements that have changed the world, to the unbreakable human fixation on precious gems, to stores where we exchange imaginary currency for food, all the way to organized crime and the systems that keep it around. The through-line in all of this is our love for telling stories that relate to our lives. Nothing beats a good human story. But there's something else human beings do that no other animal on planet Earth does. In fact, it has to do with the other animals. We have pets. See, we're so smart that we know we can outsmart these other creatures so we capture them and keep them, wild animals, inside of our houses to bring us joy or companionship or what have you. Throughout the millennia, we've domesticated wolves and tigers, dragons and serpents, field mice and feral pigs. Charles Darwin was quick to point out how odd all of this was and how human beings were undoubtedly changing the natural selection of evolution. Regardless of your affiliation with animal domestication, it's safe to say that owning a pet comes with a great deal of responsibility. Well, as Kenan Rockmore develops into a responsible young man, he's tasked with taking care of his father's most prized possession, his decade-old twizzles of the species Kakuta Sophora, the yellow-crested cockatoo. Let's just say Twizzles may not be viewing this last episode of season one from the material world indeed. Keenan may have accelerated his entry into the world of the forms.
0: Great, let's uh, follow up Coolio and take a look at uh, Keenan and Cal on the with the big red current behind them. Their outfits are not the craziest ones we've seen all season. No, they look pretty normal. They look like they're going to school almost. Except uh,
1: Cal's got a vest on. Yeah, the vest is a little funky. Looks like it should go on in tuxedo, and it's wearing it with a uh, short-sleeve button-down shirt. A bowling shirt, almost. A gold bowling shirt.
0: Uh, They start off with uh, Kel wanting to do something a little special for the audience. Not magic this time. No, but singing. (laughs) Yes, he's going to do a little number. He gives him the spotlight, and he proceeds to sing. He sings. um, So, I'll give a little backstory here. Adam
1: and my mom... (laughs) <laughs> uh, she makes Italian food, right? So, like, you know, it, it's like American Italian food, but it's family recipes, whatever. And, uh, and when she's making it, you know, she's got the oil going, but she's, she's playing Italian music. And there's, it's like the Pandora Italian station. And there's, like, five songs on it that repeat over and over. So whenever it starts, we always joke, like, oh, it's number one, uh, or oh, it's number four. And I think this one, Adam, is actually number five
0: yes uh la donna <laughs> Mabile.
1: you would know it if you heard it Maybe? yeah it's the
0: it's the pizza if you look up italian pizza song you'll find this one <laughs> and uh and
1: cal is bellowing it he's belting it out
0: it's funny because I, I forgot this line after he says uh can't do something special for the audience and keenan says you're gonna talk about that thing where you eat spaghetti with your toes are you
1: yeah, yeah, because the spaghetti get your toe, all oh, your toe fungus or whatever gets up in the spaghetti. Uh, really good yeah. image, very, very vibrant image to start the episode. So, yep.
0: yeah. So, uh, Kel does this phenomenal singing. You might even look at it and say that wow, this sounds like recorded music. It's so powerful. It's so powerful
1: that Keenan just has to see if somebody is behind the stage, behind the curtain. <laughs> Uh, singing for Cal.
0: So, so that there is, in an allusion to uh, "Singing in the Rain," if you remember that <laughs> that classic Technicolor picture. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and the guy, the guy singing, um, it looks like if Dan Schneider wore a wig and put a fake beard on. <laughs> it's
0: kind of yeah. Like... I, I, I'm not sure if it's Dan Schneider. He's got some eyebrows too. Yeah. Vi- uh, the the fake beard threw me off. I was I was really concerned. <laughs> yeah, he he was Dan Schneider size, uh, and uh, he, he does not. It's funny because he is also probably not singing. This is a hey, yeah, yeah. Still the, we,
1: we got a lip sync of a lip sync. Actually, it wasn't even <laughs> that good, so it, it could have been.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Luciano Pavarotti. No, it is, does the famous version of this one? This is not him. <laughs> not him at all. <laughs> After revealing his ruse, uh, Keenan shuffles off stage, leading Kel to shout that's you know, uh, getting into trouble has affected my mental stability and my bladder. <laughs> it got me thinking a little bit about his mental stability. It's no secret that Kel gets stupider as the show goes on. That's true. Yeah, do you think it's an adverse effect of all the trouble?
1: I mean, <laughs> trouble... All the stress? Trouble and trauma both start with the same two letters. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I think. I think... I don't know if this show would make it nowadays because just of the... The angst that Keenan puts Cal under in a lot of situations, and
0: but then vice versa. Oh yeah, they they're definitely a a, a negative relationship, feeding off each other.
1: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's. Uh, they are best friends, but they are also each other's worst enemies.
0: Agreed. All right, so we go uh, start off in the Rockmore household.
1: Yes, one of our favorite locations to begin an episode.
0: It is a weekend morning, and Keenan, what's he what's he up to? keenan
1: is trying to pick a channel so he is flipping through he's wearing his pajamas of course with his slippers um he's, he's flipping through he, sees, he says educational programming he says no to that he's he sees puppets he says no he sees aerobics and he tries it out and then he uh he does a little crunch and then a stretch and he kind of hurts his latissimus dorsi um and uh and then kel enters with a breakfast platter
0: Yes, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. He's got muffins, bananas, donuts, coal and bran flakes, and a two liter of orange soda.
1: Everything you can need for a nutritious breakfast. The
0: breakfast of champions. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a well-balanced breakfast. Yeah, the
1: most important meal of the day. Kel is actually not wearing a hat in this scene.
0: Uh, for one of the rare occasions.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looks handsome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know <laughs> why to...
0: It's a good staple, I guess. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, he... Uh, as you may have guessed, he pours himself a, bu- a bowl of cereal and, and bread. adds orange soda to it. Now,
1: Adam, I want you to—I want you to notice that Cal poured the cereal in first and then the orange soda.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, some people <laughs> like their cereal just sopping wet.
1: Ninety-nine point nine nine percent of the human population puts their cereal in first and then the milk. But I, a- I know I'm not but, alone. But Adam puts the milk in first. And then the cereal. Yeah, because I want too much
0: milk. I just want a
1: little bit. You know why they called them serial killers, right? It's because that's how they're identified. (laughs) That's how they eat it. (laughs) That's how they eat it. (laughs) That's where the term came from.
0: Um, But, um, yeah, Keenan chides Kel for putting in orange soda. Chide, nice word. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) He says, that's just because people don't understand orange soda the way I do. (laughs) that's just because
1: nobody understands things the way you do as the response
0: it's a good bird and i I like that we talk about kel and orange soda without him doing the whole jingle it's nice to see that it's still like it's there but it's quiet it's part of his character yeah i I think we're gonna lose that pretty soon for the future seasons yeah
1: already though in this episode we see a really good back and forth between keenan and kel uh it's and it's really
0: fun it's a really good just reset of the status quo like I, I'm sure in the script it wasn't all that stuff that Keenan was doing with the TV he was it was all improv until Cal came over
1: yeah i would I would imagine it he's just he's probably trying to make the audience laugh.
0: yeah, there's a lot of just real showmanship like that it, i I pay attention to Keenan in this episode and really he, he's he knows what he's doing for sure. I
1: feel like they let the epi- the audience down a few times this season. <laughs> And so that was probably kind of fresh in their mind. Like, okay, I really don't like that feeling. So might as well at least make it, uh, try to make it funny when the script isn't that funny.
0: I feel like that was, that was kind of coming up. Yeah, so now when the script's funny too, it's just all, it's nonstop jokes. Exactly. And it's, it's good. Really good stuff. So uh, Keenan's parents are getting their suitcases ready because uh, they are driving out to the country for the weekend.
1: Of course. Kel is wondering which country they're going to. France? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, um, and uh, Mrs. Rockmore is basically like, Kel, how on earth would we ever drive to France? And, and Kel responds, I don't know. You got the map. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, again, this just fast paced, like back and forth, really funny, lighthearted stuff. Uh, classic Keenan and Kel.
0: So uh, they established early that Kyra is staying at their grandmother's house. So, kenans it's up to him to take care of that house for the weekend. I'm glad that even though Kyra wasn't in this episode, she had got a shout-out. Yeah, they're keeping the whole family unit together. <laughs> yeah, or when they're apart, they let you know where everyone is. Yeah, that that's
1: good. We like to, so we don't have to, so Adam and I don't have to, you know, um, yeah, so be guessing Where's out Kyra? Here. Yeah, <laughs>
0: we, don't, we don't need to play these games with all of our main characters. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> it, what's really funny is that... Um, Keenan. Uh so Kel to um in a counterpoint to Keenan saying that they're responsible, does a bit where he's looking through donuts w yeah, with no eyes as uh glasses. Not really funny, but straight from Good Burger. Right? Yep, yep. Like a few months later these guys go on to write Good Burger and the great nose boy routine is pretty much identical to Kel's donut boy routine. very
1: similar very similar yep just two funny shaped uh, uh, food items that that could be instantly made <laughs> funny because Kel is a funny guy uh, his the slapstick nature of of putting two donuts over your face it's like it's not that funny but Kel made it funny
0: yeah uh, so Keenan's dad is a responsibility for Keenan what is that it is his
1: <laughs> it's his cockatoo named twizzles
0: mm-hmm Yes, uh, he uh, has a green bird cage with a a big old cockatoo inside of it.
1: Yeah, so it's a white bird with a little yellow. Uh, what do you call that? Like on a crest. Bird? Crest? I think it's that? a crest? Okay, so it's got a yellow crest. Um, I should I should know bird anatomy because I'll be teaching biology, but uh, I'm
0: not not quite that at that, that lesson yet. Cockatoo is our very smart, intelligent pets. I, I learned a, couple, a few things about them for later in the show. I can't um, wait yeah uh, so he has a very very detailed list about uh how to feed and take care of uh this bird while they're gone just to exaggerate how long the list
1: is it's it's on like a piece of paper that must be like 20 inches long and it looks <laughs> it's, like a
0: CVs receipt yeah
1: it's, it's kind of funny uh it's 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 good so um yeah, yeah and then on the list is you know you gotta feed it you gotta uh one thing is you gotta sing to it <laughs> and, and Ke- Keenan's like i gotta sing to it um, and Mr. Rockmore responds he's like the singing is very important to a bird <laughs>
0: just... yeah so he lists all the stuff, asks if he has any questions Keenan's like what kind of barbecue sauce I put on him
1: and then M- Mr. Rockmore is um, very w- up, upset Very up <laughs> yeah
0: uh, unnerved <laughs> uh, I-, I love Mr. Rockmore talking to Twizzle's voice cause he's very like yeah
1: like yeah, it's like it's like a uh, you know anybody talks to their pet. It's like very uh. Oh, how are you doing?
0: Uh, so uh, he reluctantly passes the bird alongside to uh, Keenan. To so hopefully that his son will take care of him.
1: Yeah, Keenan says it's his number one priority to kind
0: of ease his nerves. Yep. So as he's leaving, uh, Kel does his donut boy routine again, and <laughs> your, your, Roger says one of my favorite lines of his, like so maybe of the season. He says. Maybe someday they'll find a cure. <laughs> <laughs> that was a
1: really good line. I was cracking up at, at that. Yeah. That was good.
0: So uh, their parents leave, and they shut the door, lock it behind them, and uh, they start uh, reflecting to themselves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he goes, uh, I think Keenan says... They're reciting the reciting the lyrics of uh, "Just the Two just of the Us." Just the
0: two of us. Yeah, it's a it's very it's a neat mention. So uh, we transition to <laughs> later.
1: Later <laughs> in the day, um, they have they're no longer in their pajamas, but mm. something they are in are uh, two cartons of ice cream.
0: Yes, uh, not to mention the house is uh, totally trashed there's just so trash food all over the place there's a book on the on the trade table <laughs> i don't know how yeah, that. i, got I think there. there's a pizza box on the couch to just you can see a whole like day of nonstop munching on food is is there do you see the uh brand of ice cream that they have oh no i didn't so the ice cream carton says um oh beast <laughs> farm ice cream oh my <laughs>
1: Oh my, that's, that's no, uh, probably wouldn't, not fly in 2020.
0: Yeah, probably not. Uh, but you know, Hey, it's, it's a hey, good, it's,
1: it's a good little gag there. We like that. And um, you, uh,
0: no, you probably wouldn't be able to see it, but you know, they make all the dumb, like fake brands and stuff on the this stuff, but yeah. Uh, so they, uh, they're eating so much ice cream that they cannot get up from their seats.
1: Yep. Yep, uh, Keenan's very much in pain, grimacing. Um, and, uh, and Kel goes, he, ne- he says he never wants to eat ice cream again. Keenan is, quickly is reminded of his responsibilities. So he says, I think this is exactly how he says it. Time to feed my daddy bird. <laughs> <laughs> Man, maybe that's a little Keenan out of
0: context, but
1: uh, that's, that's what I got.
0: Those are yeah. the words
1: that he said.
0: <laughs> so uh, they go over to the birdcage. And, uh, as, let me put it as Cal says, uh, I do not know birds sleep on their backs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's very clear that something horrible has happened to Twizzles, but it takes them a moment to figure it out.
0: Yeah. Uh, they slowly come to the realization, Cal says, ooh, I think he's, and then Keaton just explodes at him. He's like, no. <laughs> it can't be. My dad's had this bird for 10 years. Which is a remarkable statistic. <laughs> well, you would think so. However, oh no, um, I have a couple things I want to talk about cockatoos at this moment. And uh, as an obituary, yellow crested uh, cockatoos, as sh- depicted in this uh, episode, live in captivity up to seventy years. Sometimes, what? In the wild, they live, uh, you know, somewhere in the family of forty years. Seventy years some yeah parrots and birds as pets they are they could be old timers absolutely
1: that, i'm i'm speechless <laughs> that is that is a yeah. remarkable statistic
0: so uh yeah i i do not think uh, twizzles died from natural causes my uh only guess could be it was based off the specific diet that um a lot of nutritional people say that you should not just feed your bird bird seeds Uh, they say, like, they should have, every day, uh, your cockatoo should have a mix of, like, it's something crazy, like, two to three, like, um, fruits or vegetables, and, like, it's, it's very varied. Wow. So, uh, Keenan's dad, (laughs) Twizzles must have been on a very, very specific diet.
1: Yes, a very specific diet that he, Twizzles did not get, uh, definitely (laughs) didn't get at least one meal throughout the day, maybe two, (laughs) but, uh, even so. It's, it's, it's also... It's one day. <laughs> it's like morning to what night. What kind the of bird... frail bird was Twizzles in the first place?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's a little crazy. Uh, so there's a, a later episode of Keenan and Cal where they uh, uh, they do some house-sitting for Chris. <laughs> and they came into trouble because they wait like a week before. And before remembering that they're supposed to be over you there. You think
1: they would learn their lesson.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. From what happened here. Uh, but no, I I think the time frame is a little crazy. <laughs> that in one day this bird has died. Yeah, that's that's. Anyways, it's very funny.
1: <laughs> like if, uh, yeah. if you're looking for a good episode, this is it. Like, we have we have a grave problem that they brought upon themselves.
0: Keenan's reaction to the death of Twizzles is amazing. Yeah, he is in disbelief. Uh, he goes through all the uh, the stages of grief, right?
1: <laughs> That's Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kubler-Ross, yeah, this is all of... What are those five stages right, of grief? All right, so the first one is uh, denial. The second one okay. is... Yep, no, he says...
0: <laughs> We start with that.
1: <laughs> I think the second one is uh, uh, bargaining. Oh, maybe maybe anger comes
0: first. Anger, yeah. He, he's anger comes really, first. He's furious at Kel because he's like, I, my dad's had this bird for 10 years. Don't say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, then there's bargaining. Uh, where is that when he uh, he takes out the, the bird and does <laughs> mouth to beak resuscitation?
1: I was crying when this happened. <laughs> he pulls the bird out and he is... <laughs> Mouth to beak resuscitation. Oh, uh, it's it's a great, great Keenan moment. It's really, really good. Um, yeah. So that 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 could be bargaining. Yeah.
0: Um, his uh, depression. The right? Forest
1: forest depression, which so definitely
0: happens. Yeah, that's him shaking in the chair and Kel consoling him. He's saying, "Let it all out," and he <laughs> shouts,
1: "Why?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, and so the last, the last phase of death and dying um, is acceptance. Now, I don't think we really come to a place <laughs> where they just accept that the bird died, and they're gonna tell Mister Rockmore the truth. Well, they accept the first
0: part of that. They're like, the bird is dead, of course. and then they realize that, oh no, we. <laughs> Keaton's basically like. Oh no! I have to leave. (laughs) Keenan's
1: (laughs) like, "There's no way I can remain in this house. (laughs) My father is going to actually kill me."
0: So uh, we he runs upstairs, and we cut to uh, Keenan's room. And this is another really great, just little improv scene from Keenan because it's really funny. Yeah, he pulls out his briefcase. Which (laughs) you see what the the interior color of his briefcase was? No, what was it? (laughs) It was green, oh, God. so he's got like these purple walls and this green briefcase. It's just he's got no color pattern here. Yeah, uh, but the first thing he says that was when he opens up, he says, "Ha, it works." <laughs> <laughs> then he starts shoving absolutely everything in everything. there. Everything, his
1: clothes from the closet. Um, he, there's this funny moment where he takes he takes a beautiful woman that's postered onto his onto his closet door, and he says, <laughs> "He's like, you're going with
0: me." He's like, "Come on, girl, you're coming with me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Uh, And so you're just shoving it all in there. Uh, Cal arrives and asks him where he's going, and he he says California, Wisconsin, Jupiter, Japan. Yep,
1: yep. And then and uh, Cal says you can't run to Japan. He says (laughs) I have to try.
0: (laughs) That's a real that's a Dan Schneiderism. That's
1: so that was straight out of Josh. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it was so funny. Yeah. Oh, I was I was cracking up
0: yeah so they uh they start to work out a plan and uh yeah, Cal says uh, uh, why are you so worried your parents don't come back until tomorrow night and then we receive a call on the telephone reminiscent to dial o for oops two things first kid says that well if I start running now I can be good 36 miles from home by by the time they get here which uh is not super fast if you ask me uh it's n- no I don't know what
1: his I mean, he's going to actually run. Like, is he gonna, like, pick up his well, suitcase uh, and run through the night. <laughs>
0: That's a rate of uh, a mile and a half per hour. <laughs> so good, uh, good, good algebra there, Adam. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, they receive a call. It's his parents. And um, yeah. I, I, but my second point is that this is a different phone than DAO for Oops. It is because it doesn't have a cord. Yeah, it's the, that was the maroon with a cord. This one's a digital one. I think for a gag that's coming up in a moment.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so basically, um, Kel is answering the phone. Mrs. Rockmore is asking where Kenan is. Kel says uh, he had to go get some underpants. And Mr. and Mrs. Rockmore, don't buy it. So Mr. Rockmore goes on the phone and is asking for Kenan.
0: I think it's fun, the uh, little set that they're on. Yeah, it is. It's good. It's like a little payphone. Well, it's definitely a, uh, a piece of the era because, like, you know, yeah, when they used to travel, they didn't have cell phones; they couldn't always check in. <laughs> they had to stop at a payphone to, like, you know, call Keenan up, check in on him. It's definitely a '90s episode with the uh, bedroom collars, the payphone, and the uh, flipping through channels.
1: And the shirt Kel's wearing, which oh, is yeah, uh, that, of course it's a red shirt, and it's got I don't even can't even describe it. It's got like all <laughs> this geometry on the collars. It's 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 <laughs> remarkable, I might yeah. say.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Keenan's dad doesn't fall for the underwear uh, bits. So uh, he Keenan's forced to get on the phone, and he says, Hey, hello, Daddy. I, I love you. <laughs> he just keeps. And he says, uh, I love you too, son.
1: Uh, how's Twizzles? Uh, then he goes, I love you. Oh, he's uh, he's very
0: peaceful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and of course, Mr. Rockmore wants to hear Twizzles on the phone.
0: Yeah. Uh, this uh, so this episode reminds me of uh two Drake and Josh's. Yeah, yep. The the phone conversation is straight out of uh the one where they're babysitting.
1: Oh oh yeah yeah that's that's the one, that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah exactly.
0: Uh and, and the uh the killing of the pet accidentally I think they do that to Megan at one point with her hamster.
1: Oh oh or her, well, it's her is it her virtual one? No no oh,
0: no no, no I, I think you're thinking of oh a different one no 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 yeah.
1: I haven't been. I haven't been keeping up with my Drake and Josh. I'm sorry.
0: That's fine. <laughs> I've been strictly Keenan a Kel. Keenan can't whistle because he's too nervous, so Kel whistles. And uh, at first a bus passes, and then Keenan, the classic, pretending that they're static on the phone.
1: Yeah, he's like, a.
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, he says, it's "A bad connection. I can't hear you." And then he goes over and he drops the phone into the fishbowl.
0: Yeah. And the yeah. the audience. <laughs> gasps <laughs> they don't laugh they, they gasp <laughs> to, to end the call he he instead of hanging up he puts him in the bowl so kills two pets this episode
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> but the audience is like befuddled that he would he could possibly drop a phone in the fishbowl yeah i thought that was really funny
0: it's their uh-huh. reaction so they uh they they Keenan formulates a plan.
1: He is basically going to replace Twizzles.
0: Yes, with a, no- a lookalike uh, cockatoo. And uh, he he says,
1: um, <laughs> Keenan says, if uh, and if it if this doesn't work, you and I are going to have a lot in common with Twizzles. But Twizzles is dead. <laughs> he says. <laughs> Keenan says. Okay, now put it all together for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, and Kel pauses for a minute. Then he. And they both look at each other and rush out the door.
1: Yeah, really good, Keenan and Kelsey. Scene, I'm, I might say.
0: <laughs> so uh, we cut to commercial. The next day, we start open. We start up in the uh, pet store. Yep,
1: uh, they walk in and instantly are taken aback by the smell
0: which that's a really just human moment yeah
1: it's like, oh, we, we've yeah.
0: all had that happen going into the pet store yeah you're like
1: why am i walking into this this box of poop
0: yeah it's also like the next day right it was nighttime when they were eating the ice cream and getting a call right yeah they so, were yeah
1: the, the time frame is a little weird but we got it
0: yeah they, they ran out of the room in excitement but the next day they run into the pet store uh, so yeah there's a there's a sign in the middle of a, and a display case in the middle of the pet store called uh, that says danger boa constrictor um, and, and Kel's very convinced that he can uh, talk to the snake he has a great line he says hi snake I'm a human <laughs> then he goes ah <laughs> like, he's, like, he's trying to speak to him by like sticking his tongue out it's, it's good. Are boa constrictors pets? I mean, I should know
1: because I did the history of, of domesticating animals for the intro, but...
0: Not in a lot of city districts. Uh, uh. I'm, not, I'm, I'm checked to Chicago specifically. This is also, um, according to uh, the my co-host for the other podcast I do, Finding Monster Rights... Uh, this is a Burmese python. Not a boa constrictor. Not a boa constrictor. Yeah. A lot friendlier. However, they, they're they still very powerful and shouldn't be on, like, 15-year-olds for gags and
1: <laughs> on TV. On TV.
0: Yeah, um, well, well basically,
1: you know, Keenan is, is walking over, looking at the birds, and then... One of the uh, employees comes over and says, hi, welcome to Pet This, which is the name of the store. And they turn to Kel, and Kel has the boa constrictor wrapped around his neck.
0: Yeah, he's uh, squeezing his uvula. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, whatever, another Dan <laughs> Schneider line. Um.
0: Yeah, uh, so they uh, she quickly helps him. Uh, take off the snake, and uh, I, I like I like this uh, pet store lady. I'm sorry, it wasn't that quick. It, it was a good the, the the snake gag lasted
1: for at least 15 seconds, <laughs> which is a long time to have a snake wrapped around your neck.
0: Yeah, she uh she takes them off and then yeah pets the snake, which is very funny. Yep. In in the case, uh, but yes, they uh <laughs> he asks if they have a cockatoo, and she replies, I do have a cockatoo, or two. Which Cal uh, loves very much. (laughs) (laughs) And they, uh, and Keena just kind of wants to get over with. And so he, uh, he's like, I I need one that looks like this. And in his shoebox, he reveals that he has the dead cockatoo with him. The dead Twizzles. Dead Twizzles. Twizzles no more. Yeah, he seemed like waving the box back and forth. (laughs) Trying to give her the smell. From the day-old cockatoo, (laughs) again... It's a weird time frame we're working with here. Oh, Let's just roll with it.
1: Roll with it. Time yeah. frame's not as important.
0: Uh, so she, um, uh, she realized, she points out a bird that's the identical to Twizzles.
1: Yeah, and uh, this bird has a yellow breast. To um, <laughs> so which, cow <Cal> laughs. laughs,
0: breast. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which is just great. It's like, yes, he is
0: yeah. a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> Yeah, that was the most real line. I think the whole episode. You're so right. How how rare are yellow-breasted cockatoos? A yellow-breasted cockatoo is
1: every. I don't phrase. It, I want to phrase it right. Well, Adam, only one in a thousand cockatoos are yellow-breasted.
0: Wow, this must be the only one like that in Chicago.
1: There is not one, another one like it in all of Chicago.
0: Yes uh so they uh they inquire to the price and this, this is an expensive bird 95 dollars oh boy uh so there's one it's uh yeah pricey for a pet back then and now too we're talking like you know almost 200 now
1: for uh for a bird yeah that's that's pricey
0: yeah so cal uh suggests that they Oh, trade in the dead one to get a discount.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Um, and, and then they're basically just like in disbelief. They don't have they don't have that kind of money. So they say, um, I think is is it Cal that says? Um, yeah, he says it. Yeah, what idiot is going to lend us ninety five dollars?
0: Cut to Rigby's. Smash, <laughs> smash cut to Rigby's. Chris uh, counting out dollar bills. 92, out of the
1: register. $93, $94, 95. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's not a lot of Chris this episode, but I think he does. They, they know who he is.
1: Yeah, no, it was just really, really funny. Um, anyways, Kenan and Kel are basically like, thanks. Uh, and then Chris, Chris is like, hey, can you uh clean up some stuff in the back for me? And he's like, oh, I'm not working today. Chris is like, I just lent you ninety five dollars. Like, you can't help me out. He's like, bye.
0: Yeah, Kel gives like a peace sign. Yeah, they, they run out. <laughs> the important part about this is that they leave behind the box of Twizzles. Some might say the evidence. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of their crime. And Chris, who, uh, dumb enough to lend Keenan and count $95, is also dumb enough to just, Oh no, there's a dead bird here. I'm going to leave it here. Leaves it there,
1: waiting for <laughs> Keenan to come back all day.
0: Yeah. Uh, so so uh, it's not going good. Uh, But they have purchased the bird, and they return to the Rockmore's house. It is about 1 (laughs) p.m. Dun, dun, dun. This
1: episode (laughs) on Chicago's Most Wanted. No. um, Cal basically says to Keenan, I can't just believe we spent $95 on a bird. Which is, it's a a ridiculous statement. But yeah, that's exactly what they did.
0: So they have to transfer uh, Twizzles from the cage that they had to the cage that they have.
1: But, uh, yeah, Kel can't, he's trying to open it up, but Kel can't get the door open, so Keenan offers to try it out.
0: Yep, uh, Keenan gets out his little tools and stuff like that, and meanwhile, Kel, in the background, is, uh, saying some sweet nothings to Twizzles.
1: Kel is basically, takes the cage over to the bed, and is just talking to Twizzles, you know, like, oh, hello, you're so cute, aren't you cute? You're um, a pretty bird. <laughs> Twizzles, um... Flies
0: over to the windowsill.
1: <laughs> yeah, because Kel is always stupid enough to open the, the cage door.
0: Yeah, so the cage door is open, the window's open, and <laughs> there was some amazing training on this bird. Like, like I said, cocktail are very smart, but this, I'm not sure if this was planned or intentional, but because there's a moment where it lands on the windowsill first, and Kel freezes. Then he reaches out and it flies out the window. So it's just. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be, be. Like, if it was animated, it would not be. be- you would not be able to be, do better than this bird is doing.
1: No, it was. It was just. This moment. Like, this moment. When this happened, I was just cracking up, like, like hysterical. Cause exactly that's what's gonna happen. You know, as soon as the bird leaves his hands, you see the shocked look on Kel's face and like the, oh oh, you know, and and then he's trying to like
0: he's trying to make up for it. So he just, this is the same. Uh, it's the same situation as in uh, Mo Sweater Blues. Yeah, he drops the pizza on the sweater. Uh, Kenan's in the foreground. He's not aware of it yet, and you just see Kel do everything he can. His reaction is to leave, and he can't. He's
1: trying to he's trying to run away. He's trying to hide. He's trying to go in the closet. He breaks the doorknob. Uh, he's trying to go yeah. under the bed. He can't fit. He's trying to fit in the hamper, um, and he is just just like in disbelief. Like it's a
0: cl- classic he, he Kel try- moment. Yeah. He tries like uh, closing the suitcase on him. He jumps into the filing cabinet. Oh, it's like just. just- it's just nonstop,
1: like really, yeah. really funny moment. Um, and yeah, then then Kel basically just grabs his hat and stands in front of the dresser and uh, covers his face and starts crying.
0: Yep, Keenan fixes the door, turns around, and sees Kel crying with his hat over his face and pointing at the window. And uh, and Keenan says, "Kel, the
1: ninety-five dollar bird flew out the window, didn't it?"
0: yep and uh keenan looks really mad in this scene so it's really just just fuming just like his father yeah he looks he's got a real roger moment right now they uh return to the uh the uh the downstairs where they are sitting upset dejected on the couch
1: yeah i must say just to to finish up on that last scene in keenan's room um the dynamic here is really good because keenan like keenan knows what's happening in the background but he's fixing the 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 cage the whole time, um, and there, it's like that's what makes the scene so funny. It's not just because Kel's doing the stuff, but it's because you see Keenan just like playing around, not noticing what's going on behind him, and it's just like really really funny.
0: Yeah, you're you're just as stressed out as Kel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's two things to laugh at. One is how little Keenan knows, and two is how incredible Kel's reaction is. <clears throat> we, we walk down the steps, and uh,
1: yeah, they're they're on the couch.
0: Kel, I b- beside him, I'd like to note. Two more bottles of orange soda. I believe he's upset, and he is
1: <laughs> sadly drinking. He's mad, uh, self-medicating.
0: But yeah, so they uh, they talk about how oh man, there's no other bird like that in Chicago. And suddenly, uh, the bird flies in through the open window and lands on the table in front of them. It, it's it's <laughs> like
1: it's like they. Prayed a Hail Mary to God, and and God provided. (laughs) There's the bird that they just said they would never find again. It's almost too good to be true.
0: Yeah, it makes sense, too, because it didn't fly too far. Right. This is a domestic bird, but it hung out. Maybe flew low. Uh, Flo. Flew low. Wow. (laughs) It flew low,
1: and they are both reaching out to grab it. And then the phone rings, and the bird flies right out the window again.
0: Yeah, so they, uh, Keenan angrily shouts into the phone, what? And realizes it's his parents. And, oh, they're not coming back at seven. They're coming back at six.
1: So now Keenan has only five hours until Doomsday.
0: Yep. Yeah, and then they're in big trouble.
1: And Keenan responds by hearing that they're coming home at six. He says, great, that's fine news.
0: <laughs> and his dad's like, say hello to Twizzles. And he's like, I with the Twizzles. <laughs> again real really jashing it up yep yep
1: yep um so his mom gives him a little grocery list to pick up some stuff um, oh yeah so uh milk ointment eggs colon brand which gets the audience to chuckle a little bit uh paper towels and bagels
0: yep and they she knew they would go through all the colon brand they already had somehow <laughs> yeah well, you can. You, I think you can see the box behind them on the couch. You can, you can. It's a very good. Like <laughs> yeah. if this
1: was a real brand, it'd be really good product placement.
0: <laughs> yes, it's not.
1: Mm-mm. Oh, <laughs> you don't say.
0: Um, yeah I, well, you, I'm, if, if there was a colon brand I'm sure you, you own it right <laughs> I don't think that's that doesn't qualify as a health food or a cereal or a healthy cereal
1: um, I don't think they could legal like, I don't think they could sell a food with the first word being colon, colon. <laughs> large intestine fiber that's <laughs> like what it is this?
0: yeah so uh, they uh, Keenan has a new plan which involves going to the pantry And what do they pull out? Birdseed. Yep. Two enormous, like, 10-pound bags of birdseed. Those are, like,
1: 20-pound bags, Adam. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So they spread 40 pounds of birdseed everywhere.
1: Everywhere. 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 I'm saying saying everywhere. Like, all over the kitchen, all over the kitchen table, all over the couch, all all over, like, the the stairs.
0: Everywhere. And the plan is to open up all the windows and lure uh twizzles too into the room
1: now if you're like our sister rachel you would be watching this and get incredibly anxious <laughs> at what's unfolding because it's just a mess like there's the house is already in shambles and now there's literally bird seed just all over the place
0: the, the mess is already the biggest mess they've ever made
1: <laughs> yes no but, it, like, it is quite quite yeah it's horrible
0: yeah so they um uh... Uh, so as they do that, um, yeah, Keenan tasks Kel with uh, opening the windows as he goes run- and runs to Rigby's to get these groceries.
1: Yeah, he says, go open all the windows and doors and then clean this place up. And Kel's like, what? Um, but then Kel yells, here, birdie, birdie, birdie. And we switch to the next scene.
0: Yep, which is a key- very quick scene. Keenan rushing into Rigby's and grabbing the uh, the five things that he needs. And uh, yeah he just like, a, like, a, like the flash sw- swings in here, grabs the cart, <laughs> grabs a little basket, and just picks it all up, tells and doesn't pay Chris. Nope, <laughs> nope. So we're,
1: uh, we're probably racking up some. Oh some, yeah some debt I, here And in I know exactly episode. what he
0: took, too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tune in next week for our you know, end of season recap when I go through all their, the funds that they've uh, <laughs> ferreted out of uh, Chris. all the funds.
1: Um. Yeah. So, anyways, th- this scene's really short. It almost doesn't belong in this episode because it's so like.
0: It's to uh, remind you of a couple things. It, I it's guess. to remind you of a
1: couple things. One of the things is as as Keenan's running out, Chris is like, "Wait, you left your
0: box here and or your bird here." And uh. And yeah, he opens it, shows him the bird, and the uh, <laughs> there's a guy that's currently shopping there, right? Yeah, and he's about to check out. He
1: sees the bird, and he, he pretty much like freaks out
0: (laughs) yeah he freaks out and maybe probably runs out of the store so again this is a clearly (laughs) impeding on chris's um business i don't know why he insists on having this bird out (laughs) (laughs) but uh anyway we'll get back to that in one moment one moment so Uh, this is probably why we left so that we could have keenan returning to the house and what does he see well adam there are a few birds in their house uh, t- 20 birds by my count.
1: <laughs> and I'm not talking just, like, little bird, like, robins or cardinals. Like, there are, there are chickens.
0: <laughs> there's uh, pigeons,
1: chickens, doves. Ducks. Like, <laughs> like there's a duck.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're they're all over the place. And uh, my favorite Kel line of the episode, which is <laughs> Kenan shouts that, comes in, he shouts, Kel! And Kel says... I don't know! <laughs> as he's holding a chicken. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> and a really good follow-up line, which is, uh, Hey, Kenan, do you know all different types of bird, like bird seeds?" <laughs> just, like, just and as if
1: this episode could have gotten worse for these two.
0: Yeah, and you see, Kel's also, he makes a weird choice here. Uh, you see him, like, bobbing his head almost like a chicken, like the like the birds have dri- driven him insane
1: look he's becoming one
0: <laughs> yeah uh so they uh begin to panic because uh, the house is filled of birds
1: well, they, they should panic yeah they yeah. should be panicking
0: uh, i I think so I feel like Rigby's is about like 15 minutes from their house from the rock wars. yeah
1: I, I would I would imagine
0: so uh Keenan returns at like 1 and uh probably around 3.30, maybe at 345. Uh, he, uh, his parents arrive at Rigby's to pick up. What is it? What are they picking up? I don't know. Uh, no, uh, no salts. Tomato juice. For some reason, on. Un- undisclosed this actually makes a lot of sense to me because um they in the olden days when they just called them they can only call them so many times they couldn't send keenan a text ah, right or an email so they're like hey uh we forgot to tell them to get the tomato juice let's just pick it up
1: yeah yeah that makes sense good point um so yeah anyways they walk into they walk into rigby's and it's funny mrs uh mrs rockmore says oh it's good to be home Like they were gone for you know a day trip, (laughs)
0: but yeah, they they were gone for the weekend, and as we learned, it was like a day and a half. Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyways, it's it's okay. We love these two. So, Um, she's going over. Chris is helping her out with the tomato juice. They're very friendly because of course they're good friends. You know, Chris was over at their house and Christmas and everything. Yeah. Um. And then uh, Mr. Rockmore walks over to the counter of Rigby's, a counter, which we've already said you know what's on it a few times this episode.
0: A box. He opens up the box and discovers that it's, as he would put it,
1: twizzles. (laughs) That's great.
0: (laughs) Well done. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) He skips right over a bunch of stages of grief. Straight to anger. Wait, I think he he goes backwards through them. (laughs) Because he's first very upset there's some depression and uh yeah we skip we the bargain must happen off screen because um back at the back at the rock wars household um next we see uh what's the scene before us
1: well keenan keenan and cal are trying to clean up the mess unsuccessful i think the word is uh,
0: pandemonium
1: pandemonium's good there are birds everywhere still hours and later
0: they- yeah, they've been at this for three hours. <laughs> that's a, just that's that. a good, uh, nice job with with the catching the times. <laughs> yeah, there's three four hours of them just panicking, and uh, th- there's a really great moment that it's like blink and you miss it. But uh, Kel, literally behind him, he has a bird like on his hat, like you see him like holding the bird there, and it's like flapping its wing, and it flies off. It's not like a prop or anything like that. Right,
1: it like actually happened.
0: So. Might not be nice to the bird. <laughs> But I I'm curious how they pulled this off in like the yeah, studio.
1: Yeah. What's What's really funny though is is they cl- they clip back to this pandemonium and the the twizzles look alike flies onto the table again and and Keenan sees it and grabs it.
0: Yeah. And he's he's got him.
1: Problem solved. And he's like, oh yes, this is great. Like we finally have the bird. Everything's gonna. He's not. Nobody's gonna be. He's not gonna know. They're just gonna think
0: we uh, threw a party. They can undo all their trouble. Exactly. All of a sudden, the door. This is the, sw- slams open. Oh, he, and Mr. Mr. Rockmore walks in. He is furious. Yeah, he's like steaming. And uh, yeah, Keaton's reaction. Ooh. <laughs> just, <laughs> because the house <laughs> yeah. is still a mess. The house is a mess, and there's birds everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, and, uh, yeah, what is, uh, yeah, what's Kel's excuse? They, they threw a party. <laughs> they threw a party for Twizzles. For Twizzles. <laughs> yeah, all his bird friends in the neighborhood. And, uh, Mr. Rockmore, what does he do? He holds up the box with <laughs> Twizzles in it. Yep, he holds up the Twizzles' body, and they, uh, yep, that's the end. They say, party's over, bye, and they run away. <laughs> yep and they just, oh, they just leave a...
1: the mess to their parents
0: it just ramps up and up and up and boom it's it's
1: so this is such a good episode such a such a funny episode so so much fun
0: and that follows the formula the classic formula of keenan gets into a situation kel makes it worse
1: yep and uh and mm. yeah and then we escalate 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 get some laughs along the way fast paced fast paced and we have a lot of fun that's what happened
0: yep back out on stage uh kel it's funny because they do like a little episode of our podcast out on stage if you notice that's true that's exactly <laughs> what happens because uh keenan's like ah everything with everything's fine and kel's like no it's not uh, we need he lists the things uh, like we owe chris 95 dollars. twizzles is deceased <laughs> and you've got t- two th- your dad's furious and you've got 2,000 strange birds in your living room Kel's recapping all that stuff and it's Keenan <laughs> Keenan's like well all that stuff's your fault <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly so,
0: yeah it's Keenan and Kel with Keenan and Kel <laughs> and they uh, talk about the blame a little bit um, that you know it's Kel's fault because he let the bird fly out the window <laughs> and Kel's like I couldn't fly after him people can't fly
1: and then Keenan goes hmm and he's, you can tell he's getting some ideas. And he comes to the conclusion that, well, really all you need to fly is some feathers, a
0: ceiling fan, scissors, and possum fat. Where do you get possum fat? A fat possum. So I have an idea of how this plant would work. Do you? With these items?
1: Uh, well, the <laughs> scissors would probably cut the fat off the possum. The, uh, <laughs> the feathers would be taped, or adhered to the ceiling fan, And then the fat would probably be burned to fuel the
0: fan that would then take flight. Am I correct? Mine's a little more like Toy Story (laughs) logic. How, okay, the ceiling fan's spinning. I'm using
1: straight thermodynamics here.
0: Yeah, yeah. The ceiling fan's spinning, and maybe there's like a rope or something tied from the fan to the person. And uh, the person has uh, possum fat adhering the feathers to them. Then all you need to do is cut the string, and you're flying. I suppose you're right. <laughs> a little centrifugal centri- force, if you want to get into physics. Oh, well,
1: well, there we are. We're already in, in the weeds here, so might as well.
0: Yeah, so uh, Keenan instructs Kel to grab a couple things and beat him at a place for not the first time, but the first time in, in many, many to come.
1: And, uh, and Kel says, But Keenan, I don't want to fly, especially not off a cliff. I'm happy right here on the ground. How am I supposed to carry 53 ducks? Which was something else Keenan yeah, mentioned.
0: he said, "Grab 53 ducks and some glue, and meet me at Dead Man's Cliff."
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Cal, of course, says those lines, and says, "Aw, here it goes."
0: So I have a question for you. Let's. How let's see. How many ducks do you think it takes to lift uh, 150 pounds? Let's say.
1: Uh probably like 25. The correct answer
0: is 300. <laughs> 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 I was looking to see if anyone did any math on that, and yet yeah, apparently a duck can like carry up to a quarter of its weight.
1: Oh my god! So
0: they needed a lot more ducks than fifty-three. I was using
1: ant mathematics.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, that's the that's the episode. So, building off of Keenan and Kel's own um, own debrief uh, discussion, whose fault do you think it is? This is
1: Keenan's fault, and then Kel makes it worse. <laughs> so, is that a 50-50? No, I would say this is Keenan's fault because he didn't feed the bird. That was his responsibility.
0: Yes. He was having also, he was
1: having Kel over because, you know, his parents didn't want him to be alone, but it's his responsibility to feed the bird and he did not.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, Keenan's plan up to the purchase of the bird would have put the exact same things into motion leaving the uh, box of dead uh twizzles in Rigby's. Right. So even if they like there wasn't the crazy bird party going on and it was they had just the fake twizzles, they would have still been in to- total trouble because of Keenan. Right. Yeah. So uh, all Keenan's faults, and I uh, we can we'll review it uh, in our finale. But I'm surprised by how often it's been Keenan's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. This uh, he's really to blame for a lot of these he's, s- well, scenarios. He's well, he
1: is the hero, right? And and the and as the hero, he's also the anti-hero. <laughs> and so he, he causes the problems that he then tries to fix and makes worse.
0: Yep. Uh yeah. We we learned a thing about um, Mr. Rockmore this episode.
1: Yeah, Mr. Rockmore has a bird of ten years.
0: Yeah, he raised the cockatoo for ten years. Yeah. Uh which is very impressive for, and we've never seen this bird before. Nope. Oh I, I I did want to say something else that was really funny, is that <laughs> Twizzles was in the room with them? Like, they start off the day in the living room, and they put the cage in the foreground, and so Twizzle's just... They were looking at him all day, and he died.
1: (laughs) He didn't even make a peep. Maybe it was Twizzle's fault, because he didn't tell them that he was hungry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, those birds are smart.
1: Yeah, anyways, it was, uh... Maybe maybe it was Mr. Rockmore's fault. Maybe he was feeding the bird poorly.
0: Well, I, he trusted Keenan, and that was his mistake.
1: I mean, you don't. I don't think Mr. Rockmore is somebody who's just gonna, you know, admit to blame, though. You know what I mean? I yeah, feel like he's very much uh, placing blame on other people and then gets angry at them.
0: I see where you're coming from. Uh, here, here's another question for you: Who's uh, uh, what do you think the lesson is for kids in the, after watching this episode? I think it's uh, it's about lying, but it's also about like laziness. I think it yeah definitely it's about both it's easier
1: to be lazy and to lie it's harder to be honest and to, to tell the truth and to be and, and to do what you're supposed to do um, yeah. it's very much like a life this is like a Jordan Peterson life lesson here <laughs> it's
0: like yeah, yeah. It, it, it's about a uh, responsibilities and it's like Keenan took all the, the reward without the uh, the, the responsibility <laughs>
1: yeah, that's exactly right
0: alright uh, so yeah I set, racked up a couple things for uh for Rigby's. Uh, Kel was seen drinking three two liters of orange soda this episode, so uh, a nice way to wrap that up. Uh, but from Rigby's, uh, yeah, ninety five dollars and uh, a handful of groceries. So uh, again, uh, next episode, look out for the full count. We'll, the get, we'll get we'll get it season. to you,
1: people. Don't worry.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about ratings. Uh, IMDb uh, lists this episode as. Uh, 26 out of 63 with a 7.6 rating that's a that's a high medium that's in like the low, upper half but not super high which has surprises me what did you think of the episode i'm going as a whole i'm going i thought it was really
1: really well put together um the, the laugh there were the right amount of laughs at the right times it wasn't nothing felt really forced you know except for the the time frame was a little bit there but besides that nothing felt forced and i'm okay with the time frame for this
0: episode because the plot was so good um you don't notice until like that's me watching it like you know during the second view i'm like wait a second what time is it
1: yeah 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 well (laughs) um i I, anyways well-rounded episode really really funny um my score for this episode is a nine
0: a nine. Yep, very good.
1: Yeah, I was I was about to give it a ten, but I don't want to I don't want to put it at the top, top, top. But it was it was a nine, really, really yeah.
0: good. Yeah. Uh, so the I, I took a little issue with the the I'm not going to beat up for the time frame. The it delivers exactly what it needs to. And it's a really well made episode. Uh, my only my fault on it's just that um, this is it's not super fresh. The the dead pet plots that happens all the time in kids sitcoms and right. stuff like that. Right. It's, uh, old news. Uh, but I think they did a fair job with it, and, uh, they, there's actually... Before I give you my rating, I would like to tell you, uh, share a personal story... Oh, no. ...about this particular episode. So, sometimes when I first see episodes, uh, like, you know, I'll say, like, oh, I remember this one when I was a kid, or sometimes I'll remember it from when I watched it on, uh, on my bootleg DVD box set I still have, uh, from high school. Uh, but this episode was first, uh told to me orally what <laughs> uh so i remember like when i was a kid i was a fan of keenan and kell and um one of my neighborhood friends uh rachel chernasky if you remember oh yeah 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 uh, we would hang out in the summer and you know talk about talk about tv not just watch it it wasn't streaming on demand if you saw an episode on tv you saw it right 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 so uh, she had seen this episode of Kimigayo before, and the first time I heard it was from her recapping it. Oh wow, that hey, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> going through scene by scene and like what happened in each one, and that's such a millennial problem. <laughs> yeah, <by the laughs>
1: circumstance.
0: It, it was a, I, it's a really special memory to me. So I, that's funny. Yeah, that's a, it's a really good one. Uh, so I, I would just want to say that, <laughs> yeah. After saying that, uh, it's a. Episode I like a lot. It's a personal meaning to me. I was gonna give it I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. That's good. So yeah. Uh, it, it it's up there and uh it I like it a lot and we definitely are in an upswing after last week.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're in a good place now.
0: Uh so yeah, that's uh that's it for season one of Keenan and Kel with wow. Adam and Aaron.
1: Wow. It feels like we just started back in yeah. back in April. <laughs>
0: we did. <laughs> yeah. So or, or uh, whenever we launched in May, yeah. Uh, as we alluded to, uh, next episode we're taking a, uh, uh, not a week off, uh, a week off from Keenan and Kel episodes, but we're going to do a season one recap. Because that's what you need right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: You need you need to know what we just talked about. <laughs> we're going to summarize 14 <laughs> hours for
0: you in one hour. Talking about, talking about Keenan and Kel. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to cover our, fav- yeah, our favorite episodes, maybe uh, correct some... Uh, some scores, if there's any changes or well, that that opinions.
1: may that may that may be the case. I might have to get rid of my sevens because that's a lazy score.
0: <laughs> well, I, I've got some games to play with you as well.
1: Okay, okay, I'll, I'll have to think of something,
0: because <laughs> I'm I'm a host here too. Um, yeah, we'll finally recap the accounting numbers. Good, good. So uh, tune in next week for uh, for that nonsense.
1: All right, Fantas. it's been great. And we will say this for the last time in season one until the recap. Aw, here it goes. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Kenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. If you want to stay in touch, send us an email at keenankelpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash Our social media accounts are all at Podcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks, everybody. Whoa!